We are Anthony and Danielle. We own a pet food store in Columbus, Ohio called Fangs and Fur that is focused on educating pet owners on feeding food nature intended for our pets. You can find us on Instagram at Fangs and Fur Pets or Facebook at Fangs and Fur. If you want to send in a question for Anthony to answer at the end of each episode, message us through our website at fangsfur.com. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and leave a review. This is the Fangs and Fur Podcast. All right. We are back today with Julianne Lee from Adored Beast in our part two conversation about cancer. It's understanding cancer from a perspective of what is actually happening in the body. Educate yourself on that. Educate yourself on how many cancer cells does the body deal with, whether you're a dog, a person, doesn't matter, every single day with no problem, you know? You know, our bodies, our bodies know what to do. So understanding that, then understanding, you know, how maybe how the shift happens and then trying to, you know, understand that, 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 that homeostasis can help, can, can shift back given, given the right tools, understand what's more important to you, decide what's more important to you. Is it really more important that your dog lives for two years? Or is it more important how they live for however long they're going to live? You know, what right. what is more important? You know, get educated on the side effects of the of the drugs that you're gonna use. And then and then get quiet. You know, get quiet and connect with your animal and try to come from its perspective instead of yours. I'd say don't even what do you, don't wait to do that. I I've, I think that's a common problem even before any of this happens is is connecting with our animals. <laughs> yeah, I mean I I know this from just my own experience. You know it's it's like Mozzie's yeah you know, like I said twelve now, and um, I just gotta like I just gotta put my phone down. I notice this like I try to do this with my kids and I need to do a better job with him too. It's like he's just it's like he's there. He wants the attention, but I'm not, I'm on my phone. I'm somewhere else, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's really sad. It's cell phones are sad. I think. And, and, and also what, you know, before, and I think you just brought up a really, really important part is before try and like, I would talk about this with euthanasia, right? Yeah. Like before you're actually going to be in a place of euthanizing your animal, how do you want your euthanasia to go? Yeah. What do you want? How do you want it to be? You know, people go, oh, it's so morbid. I don't want to talk about that. Well, you know what? It's the last day of your dog's life. It's the last day of your cat's life. I think it's an important piece to not dwell on. But how do you want it to go? How do you want it to go? You know, and I and I talk a lot about, you know, you know, it, trying to get someone to come do home euthanasias. If you can't, like we did a lot of home euthanasias. And if we couldn't, if we, there's absolutely no way we could get away from the clinic, we would get people if if it was an emergency, right? We would get people to come, and we would we would either sedate them or we would euthanize them in the car. We wouldn't even bring them into the clinic if 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 they were the an, an the the type of animal like most animals because of the way my clinic was, it didn't even seem like a clinic. We didn't have no animals went on steel tables; they all went on leather ottomans and things <laughs> like that. Yeah, we had a huge back clinical space when we had to do something sure. but we also had a euthanasia room which was like a living room yeah. 
And, you know, so for the animals that like drag their owners in to come and see me or come and see Dr. Roosh or come and see whomever, you know, it was fine. Those animals could come in because they weren't expecting anything scary. They were happy. They, they loved coming to see us. Yeah. But for the ones that had bad experiences at clinics that were scared to come in or, or, you know, we hadn't been seeing them for very long. So they didn't have that really close relationship with us where they weren't scared. Yeah. Or their cars were their second homes. Like I know dogs that would rather be in the car than 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 be in the house. You know, yeah. if with the with the windows down. Um, you know, even if you weren't in the car. So for those animals, we would go to the car, and 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 euthanize them in the car. We would put them to sleep in the car. So just being prepared, compared to scrambling, not prepared. The same holds true with cancer. So, you know, what, what, how would you want this to go? How do you want this to be if that happens? You know, yeah. you're not willing it to happen. You're just, you're prepared. And you're also in that space where you're already like, okay, well, it's, you know, it's a, it's possibility. So let's not suppress stuff. The next time he gets an ear infection, I am not going to do, I'm not going down the same road. I'm going to go, I'm going to go see a holistic vet. And I'm gonna I'm gonna start working with this in an unsuppressed way. Well, I think it's right? like because I don't want to. Yeah, I think disease. it's like what you were saying earlier. It's just like kind of looking at things, even even cancer, it's just like this imbalance, right? So, whether it's an ear infection or it's diarrhea or whatever whatever's going on, it's if you look at it like, hey, there's some kind of imbalance in the body, and we need to get the body back into homeostasis. Yeah. Yeah. And when you're thinking that, does isn't it empowering to go? You know, I'm gonna do this because I want to prevent chronic disease. Yes, we have an acute situation right here and I don't want to see, you know, I just, I, I don't want to see my dog suffer, but I also don't want to suppress it and stop it and create a deeper disease. So I am going to go this, dif this different route, even though it might take a little longer. Doesn't mean that you want your dog to suffer because I am dead set against that. Yeah. Um, you know, you can still use conventional drugs in a way that is not suppressive you know like you can go and and do like um, a combination of different things you know like if you're if your animal has diarrhea you can go to the vets and you can do you know send a fecal in and you can start working with them homeopathically and with probiotics and say to your vet I would like to do this with diet. I'm just going to give him bone broth. I'm going to, you know, give his gut some time to bone broth and Rockefeller and um, some steamed pureed vegetables or, and then, or whatever, you yeah. know, I'm going to do this diet and I'm going to give him remedies and I'm going to give him probiotics and, you know, I'm going to give it a day, you know, I'm going to give it a day and give like, you know, 24, 48 hours. And so long as he's not getting worse, if he gets worse, I'll bring him in. If he doesn't, if it doesn't resolve, then I'll come in and, and do the antibiotics or whatever they think that, 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 sure. that the dog needs. But even when you do that, you shouldn't like abandon all the supportive measures because you've decided to go. It, it, to me, it's never one or the other, right? Like it's, it, you just don't have to jump ship Yeah. because you're going to the conventional side with cancer, with chronic disease, with acute, with acute diseases. And, you know, again, it, you know, maybe I don't even know if you have it, but I'll get Marianne to send it to you. 
it's like our vet ready one. We have a vet ready one. We have a homeopathic um, course on, you know, what remedies to give, you know, so that you can go to your vet. The vet ready one's really good because it helps you set up this relationship with your veterinarian okay. where he understands where you're coming from. He understands that you're respecting him completely or her completely, but that you always want to try to do less is more and support your your dog or your cat with nutrition and homeopathy and then you're asking them for their expertise to say to you and you're paying for it mm -hmm. right you're not going oh i'm not i'm doing this because i want to save money or i'm doing this because i don't believe in veterinary medicine yeah. you're saying to them can you give me the signs and the symptoms and the time the time expectancy or allowance that I can try to navigate this at home so that I know I'm not, if I'm not, if it's not working, when I can bring it, when I should be bringing them back in. So right. your vet will probably say, if it's just diarrhea, you don't want diarrhea to go on longer than, you know, 24 to 48 hours because they're going to start getting dehydrated, right? right. Like you, you want to make sure that they're drinking, blah, blah, blah. If this isn't resolved in 48 hours, you need to bring their dog back in. And these, you know, watch for these signs, you know, lethargy or whatever. So you're you're working as a team. You're getting his expertise of what to look for, what are the signs and symptoms, how long does he would his expectation be before you'd have to bring him back in, and then you go home with your understanding of what you're going to do. The same that that same thing can happen straight through with cancer straight through yeah. with any chronic disease. But if you start it with acute problems, in my experience and what I've seen, the chronic disease doesn't easily as doesn't follow that as easily. You're you're derailing chronic disease at least for a lot longer period of time. Okay. And and I can honestly speak to that because I've been lucky enough to work with animals that were older or very, 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 very sick and died. You know, they came to me as a last resort. Yeah. So I worked with them from, you know, anywhere, from, like I said, anywhere from a few months to, you know, five or six years. But eventually they die and they go out and they get a new puppy. And then I was in practice long enough to, to, to go through that puppy's life with them. You right. know, like, oh, yeah. so I was able to empirically watch and, and see the differences of animals that were unsuppressed compared to suppressed. Yeah. And when they got their chronic disease or how that affect their longevity and their quality of life. And, you know, it was, it was a, it was a, it was a really incredible journey for me to be able to witness all of that firsthand. Yeah, well, it's such a, it's such a learning curve. You were talking about this before. It is like even between Mozzie and now what I do for June, but you know, just especially in the beginning for him, you're, you're just learning so much, you know. And you're, st I'm st I still in, you know. Um, yeah. Even just, but specifically as an individual dog, and there's certain behaviors and what they're trying to tell you and things like that, but. Um, it is such a learning curve and the second go around it is, is well, hopefully way better. Hopefully you learn something. Your dog or cat is a member of your family. You want the very best for each and every member of your family and that extends right down to the food that they eat. 
For over 30 years, Northwest Naturals has been manufacturing the highest quality raw frozen pet foods in Portland, Oregon. For you, the pet owner, Northwest Naturals comes in convenient packaging, easy to open, easy to store, and easy to thaw and serve to your pets. Quality ingredients, food safety, and the highest standards for manufacturing practices are what make Northwest Naturals the best complete and balanced raw food for your pet. Find out more in our podcast show notes. We look forward to seeing you at Lifetime Pet Wellness Center. We have a friendly, professional team and offer conventional as well as integrative medical options like acupuncture, chiropractics, nutritional medicine, stem cell therapy and PRP, and more. Visit us at LifetimePetWellness.com, Instagram, and Facebook to learn more about us. You know, you do. You learn a lot. And, you know, for people out there that are listening who have had a dog that has died from, mm-hmm. from cancer, when people would come to me and, and, and they'd be devastated, and you could tell that they were real animal lovers. They, they, they adored their own animal, you know, like, like a child. But they were, in general, animal lovers, right? And I, you know, I would say to them, like, you know, this is something that your dog is like, like, spread the word. Because I would tell them and teach them and whatever, and they'd be like, how come I never knew that? And why did my vet not ever tell me that? And how come I never saw that? And how come I could never access that? And why aren't we told this? And what, you know, and then they get a lot of guilt and they get a lot of, and it's like, whoa, hold on, there's, there's, there's no guilt, right? And, 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 you know, your dog, you know, is teaching you all of this that you can then, like, you know, I heard you say, well, you know, I'm on my podium now, but like, you're going to learn from this and you're how many, how many lives potentially how many animal, other animals live lives is your dog facilitating to have a better life, a longer life, a happier life. You know, it's like, it's like, look at them as little angels, you know, look at them, look at them as a, as a learning experience for you and you changing your diet and getting more focused and relaxing more and being less stressed. Like, I am not negating the sadness or, or the fear around that. I'm not making light of it, even remotely. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I lost my cat three days ago, and, you know, she was old, and, and everything went as well as it could be expected. But, you know, the, the, the heartache, you know, like, you know, for 24 hours, I felt like part of me died. You know, I just, I just loved her and, um, you know, until I sort of regained myself, but I was processing that for a long time because she was old. Yeah. Right. And I was, I was preparing myself, you know, preparing myself for the outcome and how was I going to remember her and, and, and watching all of her nuances so that I could see those continue even when she was gone. But so I'm not making light of the heartache and I'm not making light of the fear even remotely. I'm trying to allow people to experience that if it ever comes into their lives without regret. Yeah. And, and, and the best way that they can possibly do it. And when they do that, sometimes the outcome is very different. Yeah. Right? Because you've, you've just shifted your whole perspective around it. There's, there's, there's nothing, nothing negative can come from that. No. Even if something dies, nothing negative can come from you being in a different space 
and not being so scared that you literally remove yourself from the pain that you can't even connect with your animal like I did with Joseph. Yeah. You know, and then him dying and me regretting not not spending the time with him that I could. So this is coming from an experience that I personally had that I wish I could have undone. Yeah. Right? That I wish I didn't have. But I think that that was my lesson. Yeah. That was my lesson. That was his lesson to me, you know? So Yes, I'm not making light of it. I'm I'm just trying so hard to to help guide people into making that experience different. Yeah, you know, well, that's a whole, than, way, of, whole than, way of looking at it. I don't know. I just you know you you envision that happening. I for me with Mozzie, and I don't know if a lot of people feel this way, but I've always I feel like ever since I've had him, this this might sound kind of morbid, but ever since ever since I have had him. You just have this fear of losing them, right? You're like, you're just like in your head, it's almost like you're counting down the days. Like, it's like, like you know it's coming, you know? And it's a scary thing, um, especially like, you know, he means a lot to me, obviously. So, you know, you, you think about it and it's just that you wait, the, the whole cancer thing and it's, it's so scary, but just changing your, you know, changing your perspective on it, I think is like, it's such an interesting way of, of, of being able to look at cancer as just like a, a dysbiosis, an imbalance, and yeah, and to your point of, um, what it, what are your, like, what's your, what are your goals or aspirations for them for their healing, um, or you know, supporting the body, support, making sure they're, um, you know, happy and healthy and, and comfortable. Are you just looking at longevity? Are you looking at quality of life? You know what I mean? Like these are things that are good to think about now. You know before you kind of yeah. get to that, you know, to that stage. But. Yeah. And, in, and, you know, heaven forbid that, you know, your, your dog or your cat runs out on the road and gets hit by a car when it's five. Yeah. Like, um, he's almost on that. Did, a couple times now. did it have the life you wanted it to have? Did you, did you, did you spend the time you wanted to spend with it? Yeah. Did you, you know, did you guys hang out as much as you yeah. wanted to, Oh, that's another thing you would have that resonates with me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when I see him just, like, looking at me, like, I'll be on my phone. Like I said this before, I'll be looking at my phone, and I'll see him just, like, staring at me. And I'm like, damn it. You know, I just wasted five minutes. I could have just been doing something. With, like, what am I doing? You know, I'm on, I'm on Instagram. So It's so dumb. But, yeah, you yeah. know, you just you try to, you try to do know. better. Don't get down on yourself, yeah. I guess, but. No, but the and then it's so for me from a perspective of of pers like for treatment or if your dog has it, everything that I just talked about, right? Like yeah. mushrooms, um, antioxidants, phytoplankton is like one of my favorite things. Yeah. Um, turkey tail, phytoplankton, keeping their liver because when cancer cells die, the body has to be to be um, prepared you know, from a sure. detoxification perspective. So, you know, liver, gallbladder, pancreas, kidney support, but everything with cancer needs to be super chilled, right? Yeah. Like just soft and gentle, um, you know, giving them things like working with your practitioner, giving them things when you're seeing them do better. Don't just look at numbers. Don't like, you almost need to throw numbers out the window in, in in on for me like i'm talking about blood numbers and counts and things like that how are they how are they doing 
what are their, you know, what is their quality of life? How are they yeah. enjoying their life? Are they eating? Are they peeing? Are they pooing? Are they sleeping? Yeah. Are they whatever? Focus more on that, right? Than 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 the disease at hand, you sure. know. Focus because that is showing us that the body is actually getting better. That's actually what um, we want, right? We want them to feel better and want them to be themselves. We want them to be happy, comfortable. That's kind of like the goal. Yeah, for yeah, sure. So. And then and then. Um, you know, a really good diet. I just wanted to touch on that quickly. Yeah. Like a really, really good diet. So sometimes when dogs and cats get cancer, and especially if they're on chemotherapy and stuff, and they feel so crappy, like they feel really, really, really crappy, whether they're on chemo or whether they're they're just they've got cancer and they feel crappy. Um, I don't get hung up. I don't get hung up on what they're eating. I know I'm one of the few practitioners that 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 doesn't get hung up on stuff like that yeah. but I don't because I'm always looking I'm not looking at longevity and I think that's the difference right I'm not looking yeah. at longevity I'm looking at in the moment how are they if they died tomorrow I can't guarantee if I'm doing this that they're gonna live another two weeks I can't guarantee that they're gonna live another three months that is not guaranteed I can however guarantee how they're feeling right now yeah the current state. you know yeah the current state and I can tell you, and I know I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to get, you know, murdered by a lot of people that don't believe this, but I remember sometimes having animals and we're like, man, he's not eating, can't get him to eat anything real, can't get him to eat cooked food, can't get him to eat anything. And then we would just decide, feed him what, get him, give him what he wants to eat. If yeah. he's going to die, if he's dying, yeah, he can't starve. Right. You're not going to force feed him. Let's just give him what he wanted to eat. And almost all dogs like toast, right? They just toast. love toast. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd be like, okay, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Like it's, it's anyways, yeah, every time I'm making my toast, he comes over, he wants my toast. And it, it was something that I would, I heard a lot. Yeah. So I would say to people, have you tried toast? And they're like, what? Are you literally telling me to give my dog toast? I'm like, Yeah. You know, just try it. I've already, you know, I've had, I've had lots of cancer patients where that they like toast. So, sourdough. You know, right? toast. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. Sourdough. Right. So it's sprout, or sprouted. Acid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or sprouted. Right. Sprouted. Yeah. Like really, sprouted, really, yes. really good bread. Uh-huh. And and organic butter or or ghee or you know oh, yeah. whatever on it. And I cannot tell you once they start eating toast for like four or five days mm-hmm. they start eating again and they've and they've rallied and then they start wanting to live and they want to feel better and they want to you know things just start to shift a little am i saying that they're going to live for another three years no but they might live for another six months and be running around the park yeah. and and some of them did live another i remember one had hemangiosarcoma and they came and she was 10 years old and she was a I think she was a a Burmese cross and they said she's 10 years old we're not gonna like they're saying that you know tamagiosarcoma by the time we take it out it's gonna go to her lungs and whatever we just want her to have quality of life she's having these bleeds blah blah blah. it's like fine they came to me they already knew they knew they knew yeah I started working with her three months later she's doing amazing she had little she'd have little bleeds and I would set them up with homeopathic remedies to give if yeah. she started to collapse or seem pale. A year later, she was alive. 
but she had this like abdomen on her the size of New Brunswick. Like this, mm. this, like I, I, I said to myself, oh my God, I think you should take her back. Like take her back to Can West, which is this huge veterinary referral place. Yeah. Take her back, have her reimaged. They, they took her back, they reimaged her, and her spleen was massive. And this tumor was massive. And they're like, we must have made a mistake. This we mu- they must have made a mistake. This must be hemagio that's that's benign, right? This can't be hemagio sarcoma. Mm. Like this, there's no way your dog would be living. Yeah. So <clears throat> they said we should take out her spleen. We should do the surgery and take her spleen out. And I was like, yeah, I think she's strong. Like before, when I first saw her a year prior to that, she yeah. would have died probably yeah. in surgery. So I said, take her, take her, have it. I I fully support that. Go and have her. Like they did blood work, her blood work was good. They removed her spleen. They sent the whole thing off for a histiopathology, thinking that it was going to come back as a benign, a benign. And it didn't. It came back as hemangiosarcoma. Wow. And she lived another two years. She lived till she was almost fourteen. Dang. Wow. And this was the one that ate toast for like two weeks. Yeah. That's all she ate was like toast. And then she started eating scrambled eggs. And then sometimes she'd have porridge or yogurt or whatever. Like they just fed her. Like they, they allowed her to tell them what they wanted, yeah. what she wanted. Obviously, chocolate and things that we know that are toxic. Yeah, yeah. But but it is amazing. It's it's ama- it's amazing. So so you know that's where you got to go. I f- you don't have to do anything. For me, I I approach my animals my own personal animals and my animal my patients was like okay where are we at today where are we at today current state where are we at today what's right? so it's so interesting that like an animal that is knocking on death's door we're, we're so caught up in like complete and balanced you know and this dog is eating toast and and scrambled eggs and somehow you know and is, is telling the owners what they want to eat and then lives four more years, you know, in that current state. I don't know. That's, yeah. That's I mean, once she got better, she she never went back on raw. They always had to cook it. She sure. just, she would not, yeah. she'd almost gag if you gave her raw. She'd pick it up in her mouth and she'd like spit, she'd, it, like, out. spit it out. Yeah. We and it's like, to, well, why are uh, we? We have some gently cooked options that are just, I mean, you know, when they're on chemo and they start associating their food with how they feel and, um, the gently cooked yeah. options are usually is amazing. A couple of that really work, yeah. But even beyond that, if those stop yeah. working, you know, then I mean, you cook like fully cooked. Who yeah. like who cares? Who cares? You know, yeah, like it's exactly. fresh food. Right. It's fresh food. It's it's still a thousand times better than what's in a bag or right. in a can. Right. So what what does it matter? Exactly. You know, like you know, oatmeal. All right, all right. So how did how did GGR Girls Gone Raw Pet Health get started? Well, you know, I'd spent my whole life watching our dogs suffer from chronic yeast infections, arthritis, GI issues, and cancer. And after finishing my veterinary science degree and working in the pet food industry for a while, I was exhausted by all the BS and misinformation being fed to pets and pet owners and decided to take a stand on it. My mission from the beginning has been to be transparent, provide reliable nutrition education, and only use ingredients that actually benefit our pet carnivores. That's amazing because it's it's really hard to sort out the good from the, the sketchy in the pet food realm. Pet owners just want to do what's what's best for their animals. Yeah. 
And that's exactly why we use our social platforms to educate rather than advertise. And we work with amazing health-focused independent retailers like yourself all over the country. We want to help pet owners feel confident about what they're giving their pets and empower them to boost their pet's health and longevity to its full potential. So get fresh and go raw with us. Follow us on social media at Girls Gone Raw Pet Health or check us out online at girlsgonerawpet.com to see our small batch dehydrated treats and chews and to get tips on how you can improve your pet's health naturally. We are so proud of our sponsor today, our friends at Steve's Real Food, who help make the Fangs and Fur podcast come true. Anthony, what do you like best about Steve's? They're whole food ingredients. They don't use any synthetics, and it's real simple. When they come into Fangs and Fur, I'll always pull out a box of Steve's Real Food, and I'll show them what's in their food. So come into our shop to learn more about Steve's from Anthony or visit stevesrealfood.com. I, I know, like, one of my – I had a case of a Boston um, with uh, mast cell tumors and – you know, they were like, pfft, didn't have a very long prognosis. And he want, got to a point where he didn't. And it, it was funny because he had, you know, the punched in face and he would like yeah. put his face up and he had like oatmeal, old, oatmeal all over his face, yeah. like everywhere, He'd be like snorting and oatmeal would be going everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, I can't get him to eat anything else. And I said, it doesn't matter. Just let him eat, you know, try putting raw goat milk on it. Yeah. He would eat raw goat milk with it. Sure. Right. So. You know, you, you try, but if you get start getting stuck, because that did happen. You know, I've had cases where people were so hardcore nutrition, raw food. They're eating raw food. They're going on keto. I don't care. They're not dying, blah, 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 and they die. And then they come to me and hysterical of the guilt that, you know, how hardcore they were and how they wish they hadn't been so hardcore. Yeah. So. But then there's some go on keto and super hardcore and they live, right? It's like you got to try and find somehow, you know, or if you did hardcore keto and they still wound up dying, how are you going to be? Yeah. Like what, like it's, it's, it's such an individual, your love for your animal is so individual. I can't tell you how to love your animal. You're going to love your animal, how you love your animal. Your animal and you are bonding the way you bond with your individual animal. Yeah. That's how you have to decide what you're going to do based on that, yeah. right? And that in itself, people don't want to do that. They want to be told what to do, yeah. you know? And and that. I get it when you're scared, you, you become paralyzed and you don't know what. That's why it's really great to start doing it now. Start Start playing with all of this stuff. And thinking about it in your head and not thinking about the, how it's going to die. Yeah. But the connection part, understanding what they're talking to you about, you know, putting your phone down, being with them, you know, it. it's the same thing. If your dog was hit by a car and you had to remove its leg, would you remove its leg? Mm-hmm. Or if there was two legs or if it couldn't, like, there's, there's, a, there's a million and that just doesn't, you don't have to go through the horrific scenarios. You just need to be able to connect with your animal to know what they want and what the what your relationship with that animal is supposed to be in that moment, in that moment, in that in with that particular animal. Like, yeah, I can cry from now until I die that I didn't I wasn't with Joseph. But I have to get into that place where that was supposed to happen with that animal. Yeah. He was he was here to teach me that. Yeah. You know? Oh, I did some. He changed I made, my life. I made some big mistakes with Mozzie in the beginning, but that's, I learned and he taught me a lot. And now, you know, 
now we're trying to spread yeah. the word is like the, it happened for a reason kind of thing. But I too get sure. sometimes I'm one of those people too, or at least I used to be that got real caught up on, um, I'm not, you know, I'm not giving my dog any table scraps and they're eating this diet. You know, I'm going to give them variety within, you know, the raw diet. But then I, as you're talking about this, I'm thinking last night we were, I was eating dinner outside on the, on the deck and um, I'm sitting at our little kids have like a picnic table outside and I somehow managed to sit on like in this picnic table for kids. <laughs> and uh, he was just sitting there just like staring at me. And I had a little bit of spaghetti and meatballs still left. And so I let him, I was like, come on, come on up. And he came up and he shared a spaghetti dinner with me outside. We had a nice That's moment. So we had a nice moment outside. Like a little lady in a tramp moment out there. Yeah. And like how, you know, like there's, there's no way. And, and a year ago, a year ago, two years ago, I'd been like, no way is he eating like this pasta. You know what I mean? Maybe a meatball, maybe. But now I'm just like, you know what, man? Come on. You're, you're going to be 12. Get up here. <laughs> I know what you want. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think that that's just, um, you know, if you get too caught in either side of the fence, if you're too boxed in on either side of the fence, it's not yeah. good. Right. I don't personally feel like that kind of rigidity is good for good. anything. Yeah. And maybe right. that's just like Yugoslavian, Irish stubbornness but yeah. <laughs> like i can't i can't live in that rigidity yeah. like i don't i don't do well in that and i've had lots of different clients come to my to my clinic from you know m billionaire stockbrokers to working in the downtown east side so i've had every spectrum of the of the of you know eating you know talk about you know eating good food they're yeah. eating at a garbage can right and including their dogs yeah um so when i when i look at that when i look at all of that i can honestly say that in the animals that i feel were the happiest and the healthiest were animals that that had the strongest connections with their humans yeah and that their humans helped them to um, that there, and that means you don't take your dog and hand your dog over to the, your vet and go. Money's no option. Whatever they need, load them up with vaccines. Load them up with topical flea things. Load them up. Load them up. Load them up. Money's no option. Yeah. Those are not the healthiest dogs and cats. I can guarantee oh. you. Yeah. That they're not the healthiest dogs and cats. <laughs> yeah, they don't sell right. Like it. <laughs> so it's that it's that handover thing, you know. Yeah. But saying that, they often do the same thing with their own lives, mm -hmm. right? Very structured, very. But it's so interesting where that disconnect is. You know, I've 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 worked with some really wealthy people, and they all shop at Whole Foods, but they buy science diet from their vet. You know, because they love their animals so much yeah. that they truthfully believe that their vet knows what they should be eating. And this is not a vet's leg. This is a disconnect in in our understanding that if you're not healthy eating out of a bag mm -hmm. in processed food, why would your dog be? Yeah. It's, 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 it's that total disconnect. And I honestly think that can, can come from fear and love where they don't, 
they're, they're so determined not to do anything wrong that they don't feel like they have the intelligence or the education to make that decision against their vet, you know, like, oh yeah. so, you know, I just think that we all have to give ourselves compassion and, and some space to go to a place where you're vulnerable, right? Because animals bring out a lot of vulnerability in us because we can't, we can't, we often feel like we can't control anything because we have, need a vet to do everything, yet we control everything. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's this oxymoron. Like we can control when they live or die. We can control when we euthanize them. We control when we do surgery. We control everything with yeah. them. They don't, they don't have a voice. They right. don't have free will to make that decision. So helping understand them and what truly makes them happy is I think the best, the best gift we can give them, you know? And, and I often say they don't attach fear to death like we do. They don't, they don't, they want to live. And, you know, and that's why I think they do so well with homeopathy and stuff because they don't have that mentalized side that, I mean, if I say to you, your dog has cancer, you know, I'm sorry to tell you, but she's got, he's got lymphoma. You know, your dog doesn't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Your dog doesn't go into this instant state of fear. Yeah. But when you emanate those hormones. Oh, yeah. And you are like freaking out. Yeah. Guess what? Then he knows. Well, he doesn't know exactly know that, but he knows something's. No, you know, something's big wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Big time and wrong. And that's not even, I mean, that's just scientifically proven at this point. You know, with the pheromone yeah. studies and things like that. You know. It is. It is. So if we can wrap our heads around not being so afraid of it and look at it in a different way, chances are if you get that diagnosis, it it's gonna help, right? It's gonna help to navigate, help you navigate that. Yeah. But having that perception of of not feeling like you have no power over your animal's health. Having that understanding that that you can navigate diarrhea at home. You can probably navigate an ear infection so long as you know that the eardrum hasn't been ruptured, you know? That you can actually empower yourself to navigate a lot of your animal's issues at home you know, with that guidance, but we, we, there's a big, there's, there's a huge shift that has to be made, right? Like it's called communication. Yeah. It's called open heart. It's called going to your vet and going, you know, I respect you so much for going through school and, and, and being a veterinarian. And, and that's why we're here. We're here for your guidance, but this has to be a, team approach because this is our philosophy on healing and health and happiness and wellness yet we need your expertise and your your knowledge and your advice and we want to marry those we don't want it to be one or the other yeah we want to have this dual respect of of how do we mean how do we get to 
where we need to go. Yeah, we like you know, it's. Um, I like what you were saying before about just just knowing that there's options too. Like, um, yeah, you know, there's obviously the conventional route. There's the the holistic route. There's an integrative route. I think like uh, was it Keto Pets in Austin? I think they do something like yeah. uh, more of a kind of integrative. So they're doing like ketogenic diets, like fresh food diets, alongside small small amounts of chemo. If I'm not mistaken, and then they do. They do. I don't know if it's ozone therapy. Or they do some other kind of therapy. So it's it's a, and they have really high success rates with with you know, yeah. uh, getting rid of cancer in dogs. And so, I don't know. There's just knowing that in itself. Just knowing there's options. It's not just conventional route. It's just not just a, you know, a, an incredible dose of chemo. There's other there's other options, and you can do both. You know, alongside yeah. each other too. Can do, a hundred percent. Or even you can do like. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's just, um, you know, the, the way that homeopathy helps from the side effects of chemo is yeah. unbelievable, like yeah. just unbelievable how, how much you can support your animals through the nausea, through the diarrhea, through the lethargy, through the pain, through all of that stuff. You know, no one's, no one's saying do one or the other, but there are tons and tons and tons of options, yeah. including that energetic one, which is free, and you don't have to ask anybody for their support to do it. Right. You just do it. Just it's within it. your power. Yeah. And you can do that. And it could be you know? one of the most powerful things you do in that process. Yeah. Because it kind of sets you down a certain course, I think. Yeah. Um. This is Dr. Jim Carlson. We look forward to seeing you at Lifetime Pet Wellness Center. We have a friendly professional team and offer conventional medicine, dentistry, and surgery, as well as integrative options such as acupuncture, chiropractics, nutritional medicine, Chinese herbal medicine, homeopathy, and more. We emphasize fresh foods because you wouldn't want to eat processed food every day, right? Visit us at LifetimePetWellness.com, Instagram, or Facebook, or give us a call at 614-888-2100. Your dog or cat is a member of your family. You want the very best for each and every member of your family, and that extends right down to the food that they eat. For over 30 years, Northwest Naturals has been manufacturing the highest quality raw frozen pet foods in Portland, Oregon. For you, the pet owner, Northwest Naturals comes in convenient packaging, easy to open, easy to store, and easy to thaw and serve to your pets. Quality ingredients, food safety, and the highest standards for manufacturing practices are what make Northwest Naturals the best complete and balanced raw food for your pet. Find out more in our podcast show notes. So again, um, we do share like tons and tons of information on our YouTube station. Okay. We have we have uh, Are You Vet Ready? We have a two day cancer thing that 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 would probably take people you know a, a week to get through. Um, but for anyone that is that is been you know who, whose animal's been diagnosed with it or there's a you know suspect or whatever. Um, uh, they can just get on to um, uh, Adored Beast YouTube station for that and um, our YouTube channel for that. Uh, or I'll get Mariana to send them to you and yeah. then they can reach out to you and oh, then yeah. you can or you can forward the PDF. Too. Yeah. Yeah. We forward the PDFs and stuff to people. And you can still have those up on YouTube? They haven't tried to. They haven't. Them. Not yet. That's good. <laughs> heard some things about YouTube lately I'm concerned about but oh 
Me too. Yeah. Everything. Facebook, everything. YouTube. Yeah. Everything. Um, yeah. Awesome. I know there's a lot to cover here, but I think we covered a lot. And I also, I, I think, you know, the most important thing that I've learned from this conversation was just, just having the right mindset when, when going into this and even prior to going into this, you know, just knowing that there's yeah. options, um, knowing that how your, your mental state and how it affects your animal as well going through that process. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I think that's a good starting point, you know, from wherever, whatever route you end up going, I think it kind of opens things up, you know. Well, the, I don't, there's no, I can guarantee there's no downside. Yeah. That I can guarantee. Right. Even if you go straight through chemo, there is no, there is no concern of you changing your mindset that's yeah. going to be negatively impactful on your dog or you during that process. Yeah, there's, you're, there's, if, if, if you're if you're actively trying to stay positive um, in a, in a good state of mind, yeah, there's yeah, you're right. No, there isn't. Well, awesome. Um, cool. Anything else? Anything else you wanted to cover? Is that are we good for today? I think so. I think I think, so. I think that that that. Yeah, I I think so. I think yeah. it's you know for somebody that that um, you know is doing cancer research, and I'm 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 very much into the. I'm not. It's not like I'm on a. I don't have a bumper sticker that I'm. You know, I'm on a mission to kill cancer. Yeah. I I I'm really interested in it, mm-hmm. and I want to understand why everybody's looks at it as a different thing than everything else. Because I, I I don't really, you know I I it's it, it's a, it's an interesting thing that that I I always my mom used to always say to me, stay curious, mm-hmm. right? Just stay curious. So long as you're curious, you're it means you're moving, you're not stuck. Oh yeah. You're not stagnant. Yeah. You know, so stay curious. Like okay, that's interesting. You know. Here's this diagnosis. I wonder about this. I wonder about that. How come this? Why isn't it like this? Why does it do this? Why is it, you know, like just, just, um, just really stay curious. And, and from a prevention point of view, there are so many things, but I think it always has to be, you know, coupled with mind, body, spirit, you know, like I, I don't, I don't think we can, I don't think no matter what you're doing where you go that you can you can compartmentalize that right yeah we we talk you know previous podcasts and stuff we we often talk about you know diet and exercise and how those are so important um you know especially i think we've talked about you know the combination of quercetin and curcumin together and and all these you know synergistic effects that um just better ways to improve our, our dog's diet you know to prevent cancer yeah um but we never we don't talk enough about just like our mental state, being present with our dogs. I mean, dogs are just so present, anyways. They they live in the present. Um, and just how much of an impact that has, you know. So that's and it's it's so important and big. We don't talk about it enough. So, but like this was a really good conversation well, for that reason. Yeah, and I mean, when you know, just now I was just thinking about present, but they're also like, you know, I don't know why sometimes I just think about things that my mom said to me. But, um, you know, about staying curious, like, 
if anything's curious, dogs are really curious. <laughs> yeah. They want to sniff everything, look at everything. Everything's like brand new. And why is this happening? And how come that's different? And that's not normal. And why, yeah. you know, like, it's oh, like, yeah, yeah, all the time. Like, big time. As so, going around the studio sniffing everything right now. Remember, I know. Already so, uh, times, <laughs> so did it change? Yeah. I wonder if it changed in the last five minutes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like just, again, I'm not saying that it's it's a lighthearted subject. I'm not saying that I'm, I'm it's, you know, I, I'm not taking any of this not really, really serious. I think it's because I take it so serious that I've had to dig into there's got to be more. Yeah. There, ha there has to be more. This isn't making sense to me. How come? And and no one could answer my questions. It's why I'm doing all this work, the studying. It's because like I ask the questions, and no one can tell me the answers. It drives me mental, yeah. right? Like I can't, I can't stand that. It's just like, but I don't understand why don't if you're doing this, why are you doing this if you don't know this? Mm -hmm. If you don't understand that, how can we, how can we be doing this? Why aren't we understanding that first? Still doing this figuring this out to see if we have to do something different yeah you know it's just yeah. like it doesn't it just it just my brain just doesn't compute yeah. that way so right. i'm not taking it not seriously i'm taking it very seriously yeah but i'm just taking it in a different approach with a different approach yeah um i feel like you do that with about everything that's what I always like talking to you because it's always as like I was telling Mariana before we came on. It's like I'm so interested in hearing Julie's perspective just on on cancer in general and her her outtake and her perspective on it and um and I got what I was looking for. So awesome! <laughs> Thank you. It's good you only have to talk to me once a week. Yeah, because I kind of oh, drive I, everybody. I like, I not the easiest. It was not the easiest to be around, especially if you're like a contractor on my farm or you want to <laughs> yeah. do something on my farm. It's like, why are you doing that? Yeah. I don't understand. Well, we're doing this, but but that doesn't make sense. How about yeah. if this happens? It's like, really, oh, God. Especially with contractors because, you know, they're so. Like, oh, man, they drive, I drive them. You're like the exact opposite, right? Of like, what they want. Of what they want. Exact yeah. opposite. Yeah. Couldn't be more opposite. Yeah. yeah. I never thought about that. <laughs> Well, anyways, yeah. thank, thanks again for taking okay. the time. I could talk to you. I mean, I wish I could talk to you more. So, um, I always love talking to you because I just, I just listen. So it's not really me talking, which is what I want. Well, no, but it is you because you ask such great questions that sometimes I probably wouldn't even think about well, mentioning. I think it's you know, and yeah, it's amazing. Staying curious is something that this is this is why I do what I do because I'm always just curious. There's always new stuff coming out and. Um, it's just, yeah. I don't know. I'm, it, that's one reason why it keeps me so passionate is because it's. I'm just. There's just so many more. The more I learn, the more you learn. You don't know, and then there's just you just keep going and going. That is, you know, that's life. That's life. That yeah. that's so life. Yeah. Like I think sometimes I talk when I talk about my people say, oh, you know, you really are a gut specialist. I'm like, I think I'm a. I think I'm a gut enthusiast. Uh, I don't think yeah. I'm. You know, like I feel like. I feel like I've just touched the tip of the iceberg and I've been researching it for 27 years. You know, I feel like the more I know, the less I know, yeah. the more I, or the more I know, it's the more like, Oh wow. Well then what's out there. 
yeah. you know yeah well, where's what's have how come that like that's just like yeah. it's a phenomenal i don't i don't i don't i don't know i couldn't live feeling like i was at the and if i do feel like i'm at the end of something and there's not a lot more i can learn it takes about five seconds and i'm on to something else yeah because i i, I just um you know well, that's just how, how it is but anything in nature i don't think we ever know everything that's what's so cool about nature that's how i feel too like yeah. You know, if you're building something and you've built something and it's done, it's done, I guess. Yeah. Or, you know, when you talk about math or when we're talking about different things, but, but, but when you're in, when you're delving into the world of this, you know, cosmos, oh. we're never going to know everything. Yeah. I was talking to this guy about <laughs> we're the, just as I, have, I have a customer that's really big on bees he's trying to get me to keep bees because they are Apparently they live in really good harmony with chickens and we have chickens and so, but just bees in general, just bees specifically. I mean, what we do know, but also what we don't know, like it's just insane. I'm, I'm surprised we even know what we know about them. It's like these these crazy, they're such an like intricate uh, species, you know, but. Yeah, so um, are plants. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, for so long and still the majority of monoculture and you know forestry or whatever is still in that mindset you know because it would be detrimental if they weren't um to them to their industry but you know what we're learning about you know plant intelligence and in and insect intelligence and them being able to morph into different things to you know, have natural um, predatory uh, protection and like just just the 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 literal brilliance and wisdom of how everything in nature, given the chance, can move into where it needs to go. Yeah. But it's just humans getting in the way yeah. because we think we're smarter. And I mean, look around. Yeah. We're clearly not smarter. No. <gasps> you know, a lot, so. A lot of damage, yeah. Yeah. To ourselves. Too, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, to nature, but, like, really? If we're doing it to nature, you don't think oh, we're yeah. doing it to ourselves? Yeah. Like. Ultimately. Yeah. Ultimately, yeah. we all want to breathe. Yeah. Yeah. Well. So. All right. Well, thank, well, thank you, you very much. Yeah, good Always good talking to you. You're Thanks again for taking awesome. the time. Stay, stay curious. Okay. All right. Yes, Thanks, Julie. I will. Thanks. Bye. So if you have a question that you want us to answer on our next podcast, you can find us a few different ways. You can send an email to danielle at fangsfur.com. You can find us on our website, fangsfur.com. Or you can direct message us on Instagram at fangsandfurpets. The views and opinions on this podcast should not be used as an alternative to veterinary advice. We always encourage you to seek the professional advice of your vet. Before starting a raw diet, we encourage you to ask lots of questions, do your research, and speak with a qualified vet and or canine feline nutritionist.